Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post-Comic-Con after-party epilogue coverage thingamajig here on Under the Bridge. <laughs> That's a hell of a title. That's a hell of yes. an introduction. <laughs> Thank you. I worked on that for five seconds. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, sometimes referred to as Bob. Yes. Unfortunately, we are down one Agent Duckman again, but... Uh, we're doing it anyway. I was gonna have a witty remark or some kind of play on words, but I, I couldn't think of anything, so let's just get into it, because despite the lack of gaming coverage, a lot of stuff happened this weekend. Oh, yes. This week, rather. Because it's post-San Diego Comic-Con. We're gonna start with some of my least favorite kind of news, Sony news. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I'm so tired of dealing with it. Okay. But I also like making fun of them, so here we are. I just wish they'd stop giving me stuff. Quit giving me ammo. Anyways, they delayed some movies, and also shipped... They did some stuff. We got some release date stuff. Cool, I think. Yeah. Madam Web's been delayed to October 6, 2023. And in its previous release date of July 7th, we are getting Insidious 5. Insidious 5. Yeah. Okay. It's a horror franchise. Ah! Okay. Indeed. <laughs> they also moved an untitled Marvel project from Madam Web's current date of October 6, 2023, and instead this untitled Marvel project will be out June 7th, 2024. We're also getting a George Foreman biopic on March 31st, 2023. And April seventh, twenty twenty three, we're getting the Pope's Exorcist. I double beg your pardon. <laughs> you well, know, uh, you won't get it. No pardons today. Forget it, Jake. It's Comic Con. Is it bad that I'm more interested in the George Foreman documentary than? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. It's not a documentary. It's a biopic. Regardless. No, biopics can actually be entertaining. True. <laughs> and I mean, this is George Foreman, so. I, you know what? Actually, now I'm curious. Who <laughs> boy? And then forward from that. Yeah, let's move on. Fifty Cent's making a horror movie, and I did not know that until a new thing came out that apparently it's so graphic a cameraman passed out during filming. I, uh, I there's a part of me, a deep, deep part of me that knows that it's going to be or at least expects it to be absolutely god-awful, and still really wants to see it anyway. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be something where it's like, if it's 50 Cent Bulletproof again, where completely stupid, but for some reason down the line is worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the new movie called Skill House is taking aim at influencer culture and is reportedly about the extreme lengths they will go to to obtain fame and followers. This sounds awful. <laughs> I don't know. This might actually be, if not interesting, then at least entertaining. I mean, fair. Do we have a release date? Hold on. Yeah, check does, this. does it have a release date? Production hasn't announced a firm release date. According to Deadline, fans can expect the film to hit screens in early 2023. Okay. So, oh, so not that far away at all. Yeah. We'll hmm. see. We'll see what happens. I don't really have much to say about this, just the 50 cents making a horror movie, and I felt like that was worth talking about. I am morbidly curious for all the wrong reasons. 
morbiously curious? Uh, no. <laughs> Please let that meme die. Morbidly <laughs> curious? I will not. <laughs> this is the new reality. We're living in a post-morbid time world, Greg. This is the re- <laughs> this is the new normal. I mean, the only response I have to that is Raid Shadow Legends. That's for you, Anthony, if you listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got more disappointing news. Oh boy. You remember the Mortal Kombat movie that came out last year? No, because I never went to see it. I heard it was bad and unnecessarily graphic. <laughs> it was pretty bad, and it's getting a sequel. Of course it is. Front with the same director. Of even better. <laughs> yeah! I've already forgotten most of that movie, except that they had an original main character who got his ass kicked despite his stand being literal plot armor. <laughs> Okay, between things like this and the recent seeming resurgence of movies where it's animated characters inserted into, like, real-world settings again, I feel like we've, like, circled back to at least 2008. <laughs> we're like, we're back so. in the 90s, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not a fun ride. <laughs> no, nah! Get me out! <laughs> For real. <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> Let me go back to where I was before. Wake me up inside! <laughs> <laughs> Can't wake up! <laughs> uh, let me cheer myself up with some good news. Jim Lee, who I believe is currently Chief Creative Officer or something similar, fairly high up on DC Films, has said there are no plans to continue the Snyderverse, and there's no plans to bring him back for anything else. Really? Thank God. That's honestly a little surprising. I, nah. Because, like... All of his stuff underperformed relative to expectations, and the thing that... It, I haven't seen the Snyder Cut of Justice League, so I can't judge it beyond the fact that he lied about it existing. Hmm. But... It didn't make any money, because it can't make any money. They put it straight to streaming. And yeah. the data indicates it wasn't a top performer in terms of watches. No. So, like, even on streaming, it wasn't a hit. I guess for me, it's kind of a thing, like, even with that, to a certain degree, at least I got the feeling that his name always carried, like, a certain amount of significant clout, so... Used to. Oh, fair. Okay. And plus, a new thing came out, and a lot of it's unsubstantiated and unverifiable, but one thing that is seemingly more concrete is that apparently a lot of the restore the, or release the Snyder Cut activity and what have you was bots. Like, a substantial oh, really? percentage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Honestly, so, honestly, that I'm not surprised by, considering right? like, all the people who are going to release the Snyder Cut. I am not shocked by that at all, because that's just internet culture at work right there. Yeah, no real humans would want more of that. <laughs> and if you actually do like Snyder's work on DC, I'm sorry for so much vitriolic mudslinging. I just, I hate them so much. And I don't much care for him either. <laughs> Everything he says makes me angry. Fair and valid. But anyways, I think that was technically Comic-Con news to start off, the kickoff to Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it going. Actually, you know what, I'm not sure. I feel like some of this stuff is gonna have to, like, we're gonna have to kind of combine news and trailer time. Yeah, just because so much came out pretty much at the same time. Dungeons and Dragons? I was kind of meh on the trailer, in all honesty. Ah. I mean, it looks cool. It definitely looks like fun. But I 
Although, granted, I'm not nearly as much into Dungeons and Dragons as the rest of the people in our circle. Yeah. But I I don't hate it. I don't hate it by any means. It looks like it, it's a good time, if nothing else. It just didn't, like, exactly, like, draw me in immediately. It feels very fantasy-oriented Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, you know what? Yeah, that's a good descriptor of it. <laughs> because it was a thing of, like, I don't... It was a thing, like, it seemed like they were pulling more from the setting of Dungeons & Dragons than the game portion. And I know the game portion is really hard to, or I imagine it's very hard to translate into the film. But with that, it's kind of one of those things where it feels like it's called Dungeons & Dragons for the purpose of marketing. Otherwise, it's just a magic medieval movie. I mean, I feel like it's very clearly set in Dungeons & Dragons in the sense of it's got stuff that really only exists in Dungeons & Dragons. Mimics... Mm-hmm. Black dragons that breathe acid, gelatinous cubes. So it feels Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't know. For me, the setting of Dungeons and Dragons, divorced from player input, is not really all that super interesting. Hmm. So to me, the movie would kind of be more interesting if it had a sort of Lego movie approach to it, where it's explicitly the results of somebody's campaign. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that would be cool. I would be good with that. At the very least, I think it would be funny and really help differentiate it, because as it is, it doesn't look bad. It just isn't really grabbing me that much. Yeah, the Guardians comparison actually works very well, (laughs) now that I think about it. Thank you. I worked very hard on it. (laughs) And by that I mean I probably saw somebody else bring it up somewhere and shamelessly stole it. Well, yeah, because it's a thing of replaying the the trailer in my head right now. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, that that tracks. Definitely at least has maybe not the same, like, overall humor, but definitely the similar, like, type of, like, basic vibe, so. Yeah. Kind of like a better Suicide Squad. Like Suicide Squad. The first Suicide Squad, the say, garbage one. Cool. Uh, still hate that there was barely any change in titles other than the word the, but, we're, the, but that's a bit of an apropos of nothing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We also found out the classes that everybody is playing, mm-hmm. or everybody is in these movies, rather. Uh, Chris Pine is a bard. Okay. Which, probably obvious from the... I mean, a lot of these feel like they're kind of obvious from the trailers. Yeah. But Michelle Rodriguez is a barbarian. Okay. Reggae Jean Page is a paladin. Okay. Justice Smith is a sorcerer. Okay. Sophia Lillis is a druid. And Hugh Grant is apparently playing a rogue, but I think he might also be the bad guy. I don't know. I'm not sure. Ah. Okay. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I t- uh, Good party comp. Yeah, at very minimum, so... <laughs> at the very least, it's decent party comp. <laughs> at the very so... least, it's balanced. At the very least, you don't have a um, sentient dragon who freezes drinks every time he tries to drink out, out of his cup. Oh man, that's a cut three <laughs> people will get. Good job. Thank you, it was still very fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a good time. <laughs> so I guess we can get into the main, bigger panels, mm-hmm. which... Warner Brothers theatrical panel was pretty much just the Shazam Black Adam hour. I'm not surprised to hear that, especially since it was a thing of, even though I don't pay attention to, like, Comic-Con and whatnot as much as you, I can still pick things up from the sideline through, like, Reddit and everything, and it was very much a thing of all I saw was stuff about Black Adam and Shazam, so it was like, okay, so there's, like, 
But, like, there's nothing else, is there? <laughs> Which, speaking of, we got the first trailer for Shazam! Fury of the Gods, and I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. <laughs> you thinking about the Fast and the Furious a bit? Oh, that actually made me genuinely angry. <laughs> the even better part is, he's saying it to Helen Mirren, yeah. who's in those movies. <laughs> Uh, it was one of those things where, like, when that happens, like, ugh, this, the existence of this makes me mad, but that was a good use of that reference. <laughs> yeah, it made me, it made me pretty upsetty as well. I'll admit. It was one of those things where it's like, I'm mad, but I can't be upset, because overall, that was a good use of that line. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the direction of Billy's not sure what to do with himself at this point and is trying to keep the family together as they're starting to go their separate ways Yeah. on stuff. That's neat. No, I did like that, too. It was kind of a thing of, I'm glad it wasn't a thing of, like, okay, he's used to being Shazam, so even though he's, it's going to be the whole thing of him thinking he's knowing what he's doing, but still doing stupid stuff being a teenager. I was very happy that he was just, like, out there, like, no, like, I may have these powers, but I have no idea what I'm doing or how to fix this. That was honestly a little bit refreshing. Also, the wizard's alive. That's Yeah, I was going to say, like, how is this that. dude back? <laughs> I was pretty sure he was dead. Yeah, I thought he died, like, within the first 30 minutes of the movie. He did. Yeah. That's what we thought. I guess he didn't. So that's neat. <laughs> I'm a little burned by the lack of Mr. Mind. Maybe they're saving him for the third one. Yeah, that is... I know what I'm not gonna lie. I completely forgot about Mr. Mind. Yeah, no, that had me freaking out in my seat. I did not. I was like, no way. I never thought in a thousand years they'd ever do Mr. Mind. And I guess, well, maybe they weren't. <laughs> or maybe they're saving it for the third one. We'll see. Yeah, either that or maybe he has. He's the reason why Magical Helen Mirren has showed up. He might be. He did say, I name the gods. And apparently they are daughters of Atlas. So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I had fun with it. Definitely. With the panel itself, a lot of spoiler ducking, a lot of people asking questions where it's like, come on, you know they can't answer that. Like, mm -hmm. is is Shazam going to fight Superman? Or when is Shazam going to fight Black Adam? Stuff like that. One of the more interesting ones was, will there be a Shazam 3? And the answer was, probably, love to make one, go see Shazam 2. <laughs> Yeah, that that sounds about right for stuff like that. It sounds like listening to um like press conferences while watching sports, where it's just like there's like a couple people who actually have confident questions, and then everyone else is asking, "Hey, can you answer this question? That if you answer it, we'll probably get you into legal um trouble." <laughs> yeah, it's like no, man. Like for real. That's, nah. the The real highlights of this panel, though, uh, Helen Mirren gives no fucks whatsoever. Good. <laughs> Like, in what way? Was she being a smartass, or...? She remoted into the panel along with... Because the, the people at the panel were the director, David Sandberg, Zachary Levi, who plays adult Shazam, Asher Angel, who plays Billy, Jack Dylan Grazer, who plays Freddy, and Lucy Liu, who's one of the daughters of Atlas, and then the other two remoted in, those okay. being Helen Mirren and Rachel Zegler. But Helen Mirren was talking about she couldn't be at Comic-Con... And she says it's because she was there previously and somebody cut in line and she basically applied she got in a fight and Rachel asks, Helen, are you saying you got banned from Comic-Con for fighting? Oh, it wasn't a fight. It went down very easily. 
And then talking about being on the movie, she's like, oh, it was great. Zachary, it was very nice kicking the shit out of you. <laughs> so, I'm going to be honest. The only time I've like ever seen Helen Mirren outside of acting, like doing a general interview, was she had an appearance on Top Gear years and years and years ago. Oh, no. And during that interview, it was a very by-the-books interview because it was it was part of a TV show. But I got the feeling like you are like a really well spoken, polite, but um, subtle smartass, aren't you? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's really great. When he says like, yeah, I can hear every single piece of that in that woman's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then also somebody get Jack Dylan Grazer a medal because this kid and mm. I say kid because he's 18. This kid was just. An absolute delight. Like, he w- he was talking... I'm pretty sure a couple of times he just flat out hit on Lucy Liu on stage. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, she, uh, we're best friends. I mean, all me, all the daughters of Atlas, uh, Helen Mirren, Rachel Zegler, but this is my best friend. We go way back, Las Vegas days. <laughs> and then when somebody asked uh, Lucy what it was like, you know, being in this and what the acting experience was like. She was like, oh, it's different, you know, playing a goddess. And he's, and then he just cuts in, well, she's already a goddess, so. Yo. <laughs> I, was just, I had to pause, because I was just dying. <laughs> get in there, Jack. <laughs> it's like, get this guy a medal. <laughs> Props. Props for trying. I wish I had that level of confidence at 18. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the video. Please do. Something else. Please I probably do. should have said it to you beforehand. Come to think of it, but <laughs> this is funnier because now you didn't see it coming. Then they also had Black Adam, where as much as I hate The Rock, he did make a cool entrance. Oh, really? What what was his entrance? Rising up on a platform with like fog and stuff in full costume while lightning was on the screen behind him. That's pretty sick. Yeah, and I think they did a thing where like they got it to reflect in everybody's phones or something. Really. That's what it looked like. Hard to tell. It might have just been a lighting trick. Okay. I mean, still, either way, when he went up on the stage, did he pr- promote his weird-ass energy drink? No. Good. In fact, he was completely in character as Black Adam while he was in the costume, and then he ducked back, and he came back out as The Rock, and refused to acknowledge that he came out dressed as Black Adam, and was like, I don't know, I heard Black Adam was here, but I wasn't up there. Fun. Okay. Yeah. It was another one of those, a lot of spoiler ducking. Pierce Brosnan wasn't there, but the rest of the JSA and the director were there. Apparently, Aldous Hodge is a big nerd, which is cool. <laughs> and he, as, as much as I have burning disdain for The Rock, he did answer one question that I thought he handled it pretty well, mm-hmm. where somebody asked who he thought would win in a fight, Black Adam or Superman, and his answer was, I think pound for pound, they're pretty even. Depends on who's playing Superman. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's a good answer. <laughs> and also, it's it's so nice to I I hate so much when actors are trying to plug the the hero they're playing in a superhero thing, and they feel the need to make it out like their person is the biggest, baddest, the most powerful, and it's like, you, you can't, they can't all be that. Yeah. You can't all be the coolest thing since sliced bread. Maybe we're, if, if I'm playing, I don't know, Howard the Duck or something, I'd say, Howard's kind of a fucking loser, and you know what, I like it. Yeah. 
No, I mean, that's cool because if nothing else, it kind of communicates that, well, kind of going back on that, it's like, Rock's very much like, yeah, my guy is strong, but he, he he's not invincible. Not by any yeah. means. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then we got that sneak peek. Mm-hmm. Which was, I thought, much better than the trailer. Oh, I didn't watch the sneak peek. I just watched, like, the one-minute trailer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is it. Oh, it was? Oh, okay. I mean... It was the one that didn't have him floating backwards in front of a window, right? <laughs> yes, yes. The one that didn't have sliding in your DMs, like... <laughs> okay, so That's I... what I'm gonna call that forever. Yeah. No, I mean, I did like that trailer a lot. I will... Or that sneak peek a lot. I will say the part I am still the most interested in, both the trailer and the sneak peek, because it's how my brain works, is the circumstances of events that got two F-35s on him, and him just punching the wing off of one of them. And it's like, all right, that is, like, a major international incident. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you the circumstances, because I know exactly what the circumstances of that are. Uh, okay. The circumstances of that are that Iron Man was a big hit, and they wanted to recapture that moment. Ah, uh, that's gross. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm only kind of joking. But uh, but you but that is like, that does spring to mind now that you say it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> there was one bit that I also really liked about it, and now I'm struggling to remember what it was. Uh he does seem very serious in it, which is good. Yeah, I will say in the sneak peek, it is a thing of like it was. I don't. I don't think the first trailer was overtly jokey. I thought it was definitely still trying to be pretty serious, but the tone overall in the sneak peek was a hell of a lot better. Yeah, there were moments in the first trailer where I felt very, ugh, really? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be framing that for laughs. Yeah, no. No, and this it's very much like, no, this Black Adam is for real. Oh, also we got confirmation that Viola Davis is gonna be in it as Amanda Waller. Okay. Cool. Imagine trying to get Black Adam for the Suicide Squad. Uh, I feel like that's one of the few fights that she has no hope of winning. Yeah, no, definitely not, but it would yeah. be really funny. It would be hilarious, but there, there's no way in hell she's winning that fight. You never know. Amanda Waller's got some pretty thick plot armor. <laughs> I think Black Adam might have been on the squad recently. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how they pulled it off, but I think he was in it for Justice League versus Suicide Squad. I mean, that was a comic run. Oh, there. No, I mean, you saying that reminded me of the whole bit of, like, seeing the first Suicide Squad and and just her time in it. <laughs> no, wait, it wasn't uh, Black Adam, it was Zod, I think. Oh! Wait, she got Zod in the Suicide Squad? In the comics, yeah. How? I don't know how. I don't, re- I don't know how. I didn't read it. I just saw <laughs> Zod in the Suicide Squad, and I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if Superman had ripped the roof off of the White House and kidnapped the president? Who would have stopped him? Let me tell you, Harley Quinn and Killer Croc. <laughs> God, that first movie was terrible. No. That was not a good time. Still fondly remember the portion where at the very end she comes back, and I think I, I remember saying in my seat, would you just die already? <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh. Continuing on with DC stuff, I didn't watch the Sandman panel, unfortunately. I haven't got a chance to watch it. But I did see the new trailer, and... As somebody who has not read the entire Sandman run and only read, 
I think like the first six volumes of it. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, this is the stuff I'm familiar with, and it's good. I I have no prior knowledge of Sandman the comic, but watching the trailer for it, it's like, oh, this is dark as hell. And I don't even mean in the sense of like you know thing things that go for like a dark setting. Like no, this is like actually like dark nightmare fuel shit going on. <laughs> And also visually dark. And also very dark visually. <laughs> <laughs> it's, if if someone's high school goth era, um, run was a TV show, this would be it. <laughs> Kinda, but it would have to be a really smart high school goth. Yes. This is a Neil Gaiman creation, don't you know? <laughs> it looks cool. It does look neat. Yeah, one thing I like about the parts of the Sandman that I've read and that I hope carries over in this is that Morpheus is not a straightforward hero. He is an abstract being of unfathomable power, and accordingly, he's very fickle. Hmm. He had a mortal lover once who who rebuffed him because she figured it was against the natural order or whatever, and he had her damned to hell. <laughs> oh. oh, damn. No and only intended. recently did he get around to getting her out. Hmm. And only because it was pointed out to him by most of his siblings that it was a very dick move. And he was just like, huh, really? Alright, I guess I'll fix it then. (laughs) Also, Gwendolyn Christie is playing Lucifer, and that's just phenomenal. Okay. She's Phasma. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here's hoping this show doesn't do her dirty. No. Alright, cool, cool. So yeah. No, it looks cool. Like I said, I unfortunately don't have much to go off of the comics. I know you told me that it was a comic series, but never got into it. But from the bits I've seen, it's like, it looks like a good time. I, I wish I had more to add add to it than that. Yeah, fair enough. I guess that covers most of the DC stuff that I saw, at least. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into the bigger stuff. The stuff that I'm more qualified to talk about because I pay way more attention to it. The Marvel stuff. Let's get into the meat. <laughs> Yeah. Very uncomfortably so. (laughs) So the Marvel Animation panel was on Friday. Okay. Okay, I will say I'm very frustrated at how quickly they announced season twos and even season threes for these animated shows, but I can't get a goddamn season two Moon Knight! (laughs) I'm not bitter. I'm extremely bitter. But we'll see. It'll probably pop up somewhere else. We'll see. There's, they got a lot of ground to cover. I get it. It's just frustrating. Whew, there it is again. Lost the happy. But the happy's back! I mean, I figure that it's going to happen just because for all I've seen, it was received extremely well. Yeah, so here's hoping. But this isn't about Moon Knight right now. This is about animation stuff. We got a trailer for I Am Groot. Uh... Honestly, I was very impressed. I was expecting... 2D animation, you know? Yeah. Like, I was expecting... I wasn't expecting it to look like he stepped off the Guardian set. Mm-hmm. But he does. Yeah, no, that was cool. I'm gonna be honest, my first, like, individual thought as I was watching the trailer was when all of the little, like, whatever those things are go for the leaf that he just popped, pooped out. My my first reaction was, oh, y'all don't know where that leaf has been. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're supposed to be aphids or something. Okay. Aphids with guns, apparently. That was weird. Yeah. That was re- <laughs> I was not expecting that. That was really funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's... 
I think this is just one of those things where, for me personally, I don't want to, I mean, I'm probably going to sound stupid saying this, but I think that was just something that I am too old for. Yeah, this definitely seems like it's more kid skewed. And there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, it looks like it would be a good time as a kid's thing, but I just couldn't shake that watching the trailer. And it was a thing of like, just couldn't really get into it because of that, unfortunately. But Watch it, looks... it with our respective nieces? Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very curious as to how my sister reacts to the whole aphids with guns part, but otherwise, probably. <laughs> now, it is curious, James Gunn has implied this is actually not canon to the MCU. I was going to say, I have a very hard time seeing, seeing this be canon. According to him, it's Earth 314. Somebody asked him what Earth it was, and he just responded with Pi. Oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, he just made something up. Probably, who knows. It's mm. James Gunn. He he might have put some work into it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the handbook in front of me, I don't know the universe guidelines. Fair. So, it sounds like all five shorts that they currently have are streaming when it drops on August 10th, and there are five more currently in development. I think they apparently screened the first one at the panel, which implies that these are not very long, because it did not take a lot of time for them to move on to other stuff. Okay. Alright. Well, and speaking of moving on to other stuff, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Freshman Year is coming out 2024 at some point. And I'm confused. How so? So, <clears throat> they keep reiterating this is a prequel. Like, this is Spider-Man on his way to becoming Spider-Man in the MCU. Why? But there's no sign of Ned or MJ. His classmates include Harry Osborn, Amadeus Cho, and Nico Minoru. Doctor Strange and Daredevil are both confirmed to be in it. The villains include Scorpion, who we've seen, Mac Gargan, in the movies, and he does not have his Scorpion suit. Hmm. Rhino, Speed Demon, and Doc Ock, who he should recognize in No Way Home if that's the case, and also Speed Demon, Rhino, and... Doc Ock are way above the kind of stuff he would have dealt with if Vulture's given him a hard time. Because it's very heavily implied in Homecoming he hasn't really fought supervillains before. Hmm. And, icing on the cake, Norman Osborn is his mentor. How the hell does that work? I don't know! Uh, I don't understand! The way I see it, one of two things is happening. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of multiple things is happening. (laughs) Either they're wrong... (laughs) That would be stubbornly unwilling to admit that they are wrong. That would be very funny. They're using MCU to denigrate the larger cinematic multiverse. Or, and I'd probably hate this one the most, what if the spell that Strange cast in No Way Home wasn't the first time he messed with reality for something involving Peter. How would that... I have a hard He time. had the time stone oh, that's before true. Civil War happened. Oh. I hope that's not yeah. the case. Or, even worse, the, the worst of all possibility, Peter is not natively from the MCU and somehow migrated over before Civil War happened. But how would that work? I imagine he would still have some memory of where he came from, though. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping that's not the case. Okay, yeah, that would be an ass pull. (laughs) 
It would. It 100% would. Hmm. Also, he's got a shit ton of costumes. Like, we've seen three costumes from the time where he was framed for murder and had to go undercover as a bunch of different superheroes to uncover the true culprit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, this doesn't this doesn't work as a prequel, so just call it a new Spider-Man show. Nobody will care. We'll all be happy yeah. to have it. Yeah. There's, I don't... there's either gotta be more going on here, or this is a colossal fuck-up. I mean, my whole thing, more than anything else, is that with the run of the movies, like, I'm honestly, unlike most of the characters that have been introduced in the MCU... Peter is one of the very few where I never felt like an actual, like, prequel or origin anything was even remotely necessary. Honestly, the way they covered it in in Civil War was pretty adequate. Yeah, and they never have to go back to it again. Yeah, so I don't even get why they why they feel the need to make a, a prequel series. And then even weirder, it's also confirmed to be getting a follow-up, Spider-Man sophomore year. Okay, at least come out with the first one. Right? I'm a little frustrated by all the, yeah, season two, season two, season three, season two. Meanwhile, I'm just here like, please, sir, I want some more Moon Knight. All I can say is that they must be extremely confident. I want some more Moon Knight and also some more Hawkeye. Please, Mr. Foggy. Mm. <laughs> please, Mr. Please, Mr. Foggy. I've been a good boy. I want some more. I'm looking forward to it, but I also really hope that they provide some clarification on what this means, because... Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit confusing. Like I said, they they must be, like, insanely confident if they're doing all of this. Yeah. We also got some what-if updates. Cool. What if Season 2 is coming early 2023, and Season 3 has already been greenlit? Again, with the first one, <laughs> continuing the thing of, yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, the first episode is going to be, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper, which means that they're doing a direct continuation of the Captain Carter episode instead of a new one, which frustrates me because it's like you have all these possibilities. You don't need to go back and revisit. That's not a. That's not a what if I care about. But hey, whatever. I already thought what if was one of the worst things that they've put out, so... Mm. What if continues to undersell and underperform in its own premise? Water. (laughs) Wet. (laughs) Big shock there. But, other episodes are confirmed to include the Tony Stark ends up on Sakaar episode that was cut from season one involving Infinity Armor Gamora. Okay. A Marvel 1602 episode... Like the year 1602? Yeah, it's basically, it's an alternate universe where it's Marvel, but it's set in the 1600s. I... <laughs> oh, I am interested in that. Actually. It's cool. It's cool. I'm looking That's forward to that. That's kind of, kind of seems like a weird thing to come up, come up with, but you know what? I'll take it. Apparently there's a Hella-centric episode planned. Okay. And this one excites me the most, I think, other than 1602. An episode that includes Odin and a bunch of other Asgardians fighting the Mandarin. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Alright. That one's got so. me hyped. <laughs> Alright, that sounds neat. And leading on from What If, we also got an update on Marvel Zombies. It is expected to show up in 2024, and it will be Marvel Studios' first TVMA-rated series. 
Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that's... Okay, you now have my complete and undivided attention. Which also hopefully means it's a less jokesy follow-up, because it is confirmed to be a follow-up to the What If Zombies episode. And I'm hoping it's a little more serious and dour, as a zombie apocalypse should be. Granted, I don't really remember a lot about that episode, but I did... I felt like that episode was pretty serious and dour to begin with. Everybody kept making jokes. <laughs> Fair. Sharon just got zombified, Hope flies into her mouth, wasp-sized, grows to normal size, and just goes, uh, I'm covered in Sharon, and then Okoye just goes, I think the kid has hand sanitizer. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is okay. not the time! No. Okay, fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it, like I said, it is confirmed that it's a follow-up to that episode, so we are getting Zombie Scarlet Witch and half of Zombie Captain America, who apparently survived, so that's neat. Oh, God. Other zombies <laughs> include Okoye, Ghost, Abomination, and Captain Marvel. Oh, they gonna die. <laughs> they gonna die! <laughs> they gonna die. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Surviving good guys include... Yelena Belova, Kate Bishop, Red Guardian, Miss Marvel, Shang-Chi, Katie, and Death Dealer, weirdly enough. They still gonna die. Yeah. Also, Jimmy <laughs> Woo. Jimmy Woo is still alive. Oh, good. J oh, oh, no. Yeah, no. we'll see no, for no, how no, long. No, 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 no. No, don't, don't do that to the president. They, they're gonna. They're gonna. <laughs> it also turns out Icarus is somehow a zombie, but apparently not fully. Hmm. I'm assuming because he's a robot, functionally, but then that begs the question of how did he even become one in the first place? Yeah, that's... Zombified Robots is new. It is. It is. I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm hopeful it's a little more tonally serious than the previous. Especially hmm. because if the zombie apocalypse is still happening, I don't like the odds of what that means for Peter and Scott and T'Challa once they got into Wakanda. Well, my thought process now is that if it's going to be TVMA, what exactly, besides it being a more serious tone, is going to make it TVMA? Like, is this straight up going to be, like, full-on Resident Evil Marvel edition? Ooh, that'd be neat. Yeah, like, that's kind of what I'm wondering, is what, yeah. what is going to get them to that rating? Is that I, I imagine that would imply that we're going to get some pretty, like, graphic stuff, or at least relatively graphic stuff. Yeah. I'm curious, and I can't wait for a trailer, which probably won't come until next year at some point, but... Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> and then rounding off the animation panel, we got some X-Men 97 news. They are still keeping track on it, releasing in 2023, specifically in fall. Okay. The old roster is back, you know, Gambit, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Jubilee, Beast, Wolverine... All that fun stuff. Magneto is now leading the team. Isn't Magneto, like, the enemy? I haven't seen the series at all, but generally speaking, isn't Magneto, like, the freaking enemy? <laughs> he was in the first episode, and then generally he was kind of like, oh, there's a bigger threat and I'll help you out. He's currently a pretty decent guy-ish now in the comics. Okay. okay. I mean, still kind of an asshole, but on the good guy side. He so, means well. An animated super-powered Baron Zemo is what I'm hearing. Mm, better than Zemo, I think. Oh, okay, because I really like Zemo. You know what, actually, you know what, about on par, I think. I don't know, it's hard to gauge. 
<laughs> it's hard to tell. Hmm. Also, uh, apparently Mr. Sinister is gearing up to be the main bad guy, which has me very excited. Okay. Yeah, all he's right. he's great. He does cloning shit, all kinds of genetic tampering. He's probably racist and also a massive eugenicist. Just a utterly despicable chap. Is he the reason why Palpatine came back? Maybe. That seems like <laughs> something he'd do. Sorry, that was a very bad joke. I wasn't just for the hell of it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to roll with that. <laughs> no, I could see him doing it. I could see him doing it just to piss off Star Wars fans. If I'm honest, <laughs> no other reason. Okay, all right then. Yeah, I am now significantly more interested than if he's truly that spiteful of a person. Let me tell you, one of my favorite things in more recent ones, they've really upped his camp factor in more oh, recent no. runs, and he's technically allied with the X-Men, but only because they needed his genetic database and they offered him a seat on their government in exchange for access to his database. That sounds like a terrible fucking idea. And one of, it, one of his things that he goes on about is, there's talk of mutant circuits, new technology, very exciting. I'm actually working on something similar called Chimeras. They'll be the next big thing. It's fun. But everybody's all hung up on combining mutant attributes, and you could do so much with just one single mutant gift if you treat it as a resource and ignore the fact that it belongs to a person. For example, this is a oh. gun I created that shoots cloned eyeballs of Scott Summers. I just did that for laughs. Oh, that's some mango <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not even saying that to be funny. <laughs> that is... Oh, that's No, Sinister up. is fucked, but he's so... He's so unapologetic and hammy about it. And Jesus part of it's Christ. just part of it's his more recent upgrades to how he's being written, but it's just phenomenal. When Xavier and Magneto go to him for help with his database originally, he's surrounded by clones of himself and he just goes, "Stop. Before you say anything else, I want to make one thing perfectly clear." Points at Magneto, "I love that cape." Why do I not have a cape like that? And then the what? clone next to him just goes, It's a crime, really, sir. I've always thought you should have one. Then why didn't you say anything? Oh my um, god. <laughs> it slipped my mind. Execute this man! He fellates himself with his clones. And then, and then <laughs> senselessly orders the execution of his own clones. Uh, what the fuck? And then he's dismissing the idea of a mutant database saying, I've, I've, I've toyed around with introducing that aberrant gene into my own structure, and let me tell you, I did not care for the results. So, immediately gets killed. It's like, but I did. Psst, it's me, the sinister with the mutant gene. What? It's great. Wait, so, wait, wait, so, one of the clones that has a mutant gene kills the real sinister. Or, who knows who's the real sinister at this point. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Anyways, that's enough of a Sinister rant from me. That's enough of I love Mr. Sinister. I say I don't know if rant is the right word for that. <laughs> he's just... Jesus Christ. He's disgusting, and he's sickening, and he is absolutely a deplorable excuse for a human being, but he's just so fun about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, you know what? I might have to actually like, kind of try to catch up If with you want to borrow just... my House of X, you can. I might. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they also confirmed X-Men 97 is getting a season 2 as well. Cool. Yeah. Yada yada, uh, let the first season come out, yada yada yada, we'll see. Oh, oh my, oh, so they're still doing the thing. Yeah. Sweet. No, the All first right. season doesn't come out until next year. Uh, 
I don't like this. Yeah, especially when it seems like they're more hesitant to do sequels for other stuff. But again, to be fair, the other stuff is very interconnected, so they have other projects they need to consider, and I guarantee... Like, I almost guarantee if they didn't have such a crowded slate on the live-action side, they'd be announcing sequels to everything left and right. Not uh, fair. So, let's move on to the main Marvel Studios panel. And I apologize for how long this Marvel discussion is taking and will continue to take if you're not huge fans of Marvel or or don't really care about Marvel as much as DC. Unfortunately, this is where my priorities lie, so it's where I'm going with it. Plus, from what I, everything I've gathered, it was just such a big part of the whole convention to begin with. Yeah, so. Marvel doesn't show up unless they have stuff to present. And, mm. <laughs> boy howdy, they had stuff to present. <laughs> so, we got the new She-Hulk trailer. It was kind of one of those things for me. It was like, first half, great. Second half, less so. It did bug me immensely during the whole bit where she realizes she's representing Abomination. She goes, I have a conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin. Oh, that's fine. "Uh," I'm like, no. No, that isn't. (laughs) That is not fine at all. (laughs) It's like, fuck that this is a Marvel show and fuck that this is like the whole point is exist. This should not happen. This is just... Bad shit waiting to happen. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I instantly wanted that man to get killed. <laughs> I'm amazed they kept the fourth wall breaks. That actually, I did not like the fourth wall breaks. They seemed kind of like forced in a little bit to me. I want to see where they go with it, but it is important to note that has historically been a part of Jen's character. Oh, really? Yeah. Honestly, oh, okay. I think she might have been a fourth wall breaker before Deadpool. Okay, I mean, if that's an original, like, portion of her character... I don't have a source for that, my math could be off, but... (laughs) It's just that, I guess the way it was presented in the trailer, just, for me, it it kind of took out from the role of the moment. You know, honestly, it might not surprise me if maybe there's something behind this, and they're not... Either there's something behind this, or maybe there isn't, but I think they're using this to test how it's going to work with Deadpool. Because obviously, in his own movie, Deadpool is going to make fourth wall breaks. You're not going to get around that. Mm-hmm. But I think they want to test how it works with other Marvel characters. And if people don't respond to She-Hulk doing this here and there, then they won't have Deadpool do it in the other movies. So something that popped into my head with this, and I have no way of being able to explain how this would work, it's just a random idea. What if she's talking to King the Conqueror? Yeah, I figure she might be talking to somebody outside of the quote-unquote narrative. I just don't know how they would do it. Because... Yeah. Especially because they... Then again, it could be she's doing it, and Bruce does a double-take because he can't perceive it. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Maybe they'll work in some elements of Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk run, and she's talking to somebody from the other side of the green door. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) That would be... Probably a little much for a She-Hulk show, but... Yeah, because I imagine the show is also still this, the regular like six-episode run. Right? Nine, but they're 30 minutes. Oh. Okay. Eh, even still, I don't... I feel like that would be something that would need more than the allotted times, like, really get a good, like, foundation. Yeah. They have described the series as being its first, Marvel's first, 30-minute comedy, so... Mm. We'll see how that goes. I like the plethora of people who just show up. We got Frogman, we got the Wrecking Crew, there's a couple of characters who, they're not confirmed, but 
from what I can tell, they look like they might be El Aguila and Manbull, so that's funny. Okay. And plus, at the very end, Daredevil showing up. Come on. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, yep, I, I think we know what Cody's favorite part of this is. <laughs> and he's in the stupid yellow suit. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. It's so dumb. <laughs> but it's so perfect for what Daredevil would start out with. Because, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. Uh, I am, I am looking forward to this more than I was. It feels more She-Hulk now than the first trailer necessarily expressed. I will say that the this trailer is definitely a much better watch than the first trailer. Right. Now, they did say that Wakanda Forever is going to be the end of Phase 4, and that comes out November 11th of this year. Oh, I really? I wonder if the holiday special, where that falls, because they didn't talk about it, presumably because Disney Plus Day is coming up in September. Mm. It wouldn't be the first time that they've changed what the end of a phase is, and it wouldn't even be the first time they did it for Phase 4, because if you remember, Love and Thunder and Hawkeye were originally supposed to be the end of Phase 4, and then they added, like, at least one movie, two shows, and a holiday special, potentially. Oh, wait, three shows. No, it was two movies, because No Way Home. So yeah, two movies and three shows and maybe a holiday special. Maybe two holiday specials. We still haven't gotten any confirmation on Michael Cicchino's Halloween special. Huh. This is giving me reminiscence of the end of the Ed, Ed, and Eddie movie. <laughs> it only took 113 episodes, four specials, and a movie? <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. I love that bit. <laughs> I think the main thing for me, because I know this has been talked about before, is still the whole thing of, well, who's going to be the next Black Panther? I think with this in the trailer, I definitely don't think it'd be Shuri, because it just didn't look like them, even though we only saw like a, a portion of like their back. I've rewatched this a few times, and I think it might be, because oh, really? their frame is kind of smaller, mm -hmm. and also... On the arms, there's a point when the arms jut out, like the forearm, and it looks like it might be a modified version of the blasters Shuri had. It's not huge, so it would have to be a very compressed version of those blasters, but it might be. Okay. I'm still... I'm not a fan of keeping this a mystery. No, I'm not either at this point. It's, it's one of those things where I understand to an extent why they're doing it, but considering how close we are to the movie, well, I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't think it should be a mystery, but I have a feeling that the way that the movie is going to be structured, it's going to be such a major portion of the movie. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that's done in, like, the final, like, third or act of the movie. Yeah. Has, and it's probably going to be one of those things where it's not even just a thing in the confines of the movie, it has significant long-term effects in probably, like, other portions of the MCU. That, the, that part is me pulling stuff out of my ass, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, and if that does happen, that makes sense why they're, like, keeping it so, like, close to the chest on that. Yeah. It does also tie into the broader thing of, this movie is clearly about, and inspired by the loss of the actor in the sense of this movie is clearly about what do you do when mm -hmm. a person who was so influential and had so much to offer is just 
not there anymore? How do you move on? How do you process it? What do you do with yourself afterward? So I understand that aspect, but I feel like keeping the mystery of who's the new Black Panther secret feels like a little much. Mm -hmm. But again, very good trailer. I'm much more reassured about this movie than I was before it came out. Because this right. trailer hurt. <laughs> it really did hurt. And the music was sick! Oh, yeah. No. I really hope, because of the fact that the music, as the trailer went on, it went from kind of traditional African music to Be Alright by Kendrick Lamar. I really hope that Marvel has commissioned him again to do the music for this movie. I wouldn't be surprised. I w it would make me extremely happy, because he killed it the first time around, and I am a fan of anything that has Kendrick Lamar in it. Just that one part where one of the Dora Milaje, I could not really tell if it was Okoye or Io or maybe somebody else, mm -hmm. was holding that spear on the bridge at night and getting pushed back and just here, we gonna be all, right? It's just like, this, this hits harder than it should. Yeah, no. <laughs> This and is good. Yeah, and especially Angela Bassett's like portion where she's like, I am the ruler of this country and everyone I love is gone. And that's like, the uh, only actual spoken line in the trailer. Yeah. Like that that uh, that really hurt. And it I, did. And what and what a way to use like a good way of using like so little dialogue in a trailer. Cause like if you're gonna do that, you better make sure it's for something extremely powerful. And boy was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty sad movie. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Which, I... And I hate that it's under these circumstances. But I think we could use that in some of these mm -hmm. right now. Because a lot of these movies have really dialed up the comedy. Mm -hmm. And I think Black Panther was so good at balancing the humor. And not having it detract from the movie. Like, there's yeah. still some funny bits in it, for sure. But the what funny bits feel a <laughs> What are those? Sorry. Everything out of M'Baku's mouth, pretty much. <laughs> I'm kidding, we are vegetarians. <laughs> it was so good. So, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm glad, I'm glad to have the official confirmation of Namor and Atuma. That's super sick. He's got the ankle wings. <laughs> According to official merchandise, they have changed some things about him. His kingdom is not Atlantis. It is... I'm I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation here. Talokan? Which is apparently inspired by Tlalocan, a... I think it was Aztec paradise ruled over by Tlaloc, a rain deity. So, okay. that's neat. I wonder if he's going to be, like, the villain, or if there's somebody behind him. It would probably be Atuma, I guess. Okay. Because Atuma's generally one of his, like, arches in the comics, as far <laughs> as I know. I don't know a lot about Namor in his own solo runs. I just know he's a tremendous jackass. <laughs> Bring on the jackass. <laughs> I, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for him to flirt with Sue Storm. <laughs> Give it oh, to me. Jesus. <laughs> No, he's trying. Namor is thirsty for Sue Storm. <laughs> but he's not the only one, so I'm Fair. not saying that's fine, but it is understandable. <laughs> you got anything else for Wakanda? 
No, other than I'm just really looking forward to it. Neat. Like, I mean, it's kind of the same thing of what happened with the first Black Panther. I would definitely say of all the Marvel movies, that was the one that I was the most interested in, and it's kind of the same thing here. Mostly just because there's been, for understandable reasons, there's been so little that's been spoken about Black Panther and Wakanda and where that stands following Chadwick Boseman's death that I'm very, very curious to see what they've done post-Chadwick Boseman for this movie. Yeah, especially because that'll inform how it's going to go. Like, what are the odds of there being a Black Panther 3? How how that's going to work? I think Ryan Coogler was supposed to be working on a Wakanda-based series for Disney+. Plus. We'll see how that goes now that this has happened and the Black Panther franchise itself has kind of had to expand to be about the world of Wakanda instead of just T'Challa, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. No, yeah, there's a lot of stakes on this movie. Yeah. And it's and it's and they're doing a good job of like trying not to bring attention to that. Yeah. I hope uh, it I I'm rooting for it. I hope this turns out to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure it will because Ryan Coogler is a very good filmmaker on top of having a very talented cast and even if a lot of the foundation's been upset by the loss of T'Challa, having some very good groundwork in the form of the first Black Panther, which I think probably top three favorite Marvel movies for me. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I just, I feel, I think that is, like, I've enjoyed all of the Marvel movies to varying degrees, but I feel like the the only ones that I've enjoyed, like, every single second of, like, from start to finish are the first Black Panther and Civil War. All right. So... I, that's part of the reason why I'm like, all right, more of this, please. <laughs> so on top of those things, the bastards at Marvel had the absolute audacity to drop the entire Phase 5 slate on us. Didn't they also announce Phase 6 as well? Yes! And collectively, okay, Phase 4 for through real. 6 is the multiverse <laughs> saga. Okay, for real. just To be fair, like, they only gave us the beginning and the end of Phase 6. They didn't give us the whole thing. That's fair. Where does Blade tie in in this? Honestly, oh, we'll that's get the thing it. I want to. Okay, it's that is the honestly the, that is the thing I want to know the most about. Well, we didn't like, get please. much, but we got a little mm. bit, and I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm going down the list here. Okay. Phase five is going to kick off with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania coming out February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. They did show an exclusive footage thing that the rest of us aren't privy to, so I didn't get a chance to see it. Apparently it leaked, but I was not seeking it out because I'm sure the quality <laughs> is dreadful. I'm not going to mention it on the podcast, but I have to tell you how someone trolled Reddit with that. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. So apparently it Scott is an author now. Really? He's very famous for his role in Saving the Universe, and it sounds like he might have let it get to his head a little bit, the way they describe oh. it. But, I mean, to be fair, when you save the whole universe... Come oh, on, Scott. Scott Lang letting stuff to get to his head. No, no I mean Scott <laughs> Lang is decently humble in these. Eh, fair, but I could see where saving the entire universe will change that. Mm. We also got confirmation <laughs> apparently that Modok is in it. No idea who's playing him. Uh, who was Modok? Giant floating head man. Oh, I think I actually know who you're talking about. Yeah, the giant orange head man with the purple legs. Oh, oh, sweet Jesus, how the fuck is that going to work? <laughs> Terrifyingly, probably. <laughs> God damn, okay. And one bit that did make the rounds from the exclusive footage is we already knew Kang was going to be in this movie. 
apparently there's an exchange where Scott says something like, you made a mistake, I'm an Avenger, and then Kang just goes, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Oh. Yeah. So, ah, and then Jonathan Majors came out, and he said there will be conquering. Oh. So that's cool. That's terrifying. Yeah, I can't wait. It <laughs> sounds like this is going to ch- very heavily change what's going on in the MCU, and I'm super psyched for it. <laughs> we also got Secret Invasion coming spring 2023. Kobe Smulders came out, talked about the show. It sounds like this is going to be a darker thriller type series. Hmm. There was another exclusive footage look. We didn't get it. Apparently we did see Rhodey, though, so it's nice to know he's still kicking around and... Presumably, that's why we didn't hear anything Armor Wars in this presentation, because they left it off the slate. I don't know if that means it's coming sooner than we anticipated, or maybe it got pushed back because Secret Invasion is still being worked on, and he's in that. I don't know, we'll see. But, ah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do with the concept of infiltrating scrolls and seeing what that does. Yeah, especially since we have the two scrolls now that have been shown to be working with our our gaggle of heroes. And of course, Nick Fury headlining is also great, because you can never have enough Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and there really hasn't been a lot of him recently in these movies, so... Oh yeah, last time we saw him was... well, not counting What If. Last time we saw him was Far From Home. Yeah. Wow, that'll be like almost four years. Yeah, so, yeah, more of that, for yep. sure. We got Guardians of the Galaxy 3, coming May 5th, 2023. James Gunn and some of the cast came out, and they all got very emotional because it was reiterated, this is the last movie for this era of the Guardians. Oh. Doesn't mean we're not getting any more Guardians movies, it just means this particular lineup is done. We might still, a few of them might carry over, who knows, or we might get an entirely new team if they do more. Yeah, that's unfortunate. We also got confirmation that Chikuti Uji, uh, Clemson Mern from Peacemaker, is playing the High Evolutionary, and will presumably be the main bad guy. Who is the High Evolutionary? Uh, you know how I said Sinister is a terrible human being who does weird stuff with genetics? Yes. Picture that on a cosmic scale. Oh, so cos- Cosmic Mangle. Makes a lot of, oh, animal- makes a lot of animal people. Oh, that's so much worse. I wanted to make a joke with that, but that's so much I'm worse. pretty sure he made Bova, the cow lady midwife who helped deliver the Maximoff twins in the comics. I beg your pardon. You will not get it. <laughs> I refuse to, so this is, I refuse right to now, elaborate any further. Right now, what is happening is both the reasons why I should read comics and the reasons why I don't read comics. No, this both is, of those this are is why I right read now. comics, so I can describe this shit and confuse people. <laughs> It's great. It's the best thing ever. (laughs) We also got confirmation that Maria Bakalova from Borat's subsequent movie film will be voicing Mm. Cosmo the Space Dog. So that's neat. What? Yeah. In what? In Guardians 3. Oh. Okay. Yeah, if you're not familiar with Cosmo, a Russian dog shot up into space, bombarded with cosmic radiation, developed sentience and telepathic abilities. That was the Sputnik dog that showed up in the um collect in the collection. Very much looking forward to this. I am I anticipate this is going to be a sad movie the way everybody talks about it. Mm. Apparently we're gonna get to see Rocket as a baby. 
Okay. So that sounds adorable. But James Gunn also said part of what inspired him to take the Guardians films in the first place was hearing about Rocket and on the wi- on the drive back from the pitch, mu- musing that he has to be the saddest creature in the galaxy. So I mean, with how Rocket's gone so far, they definitely kept with that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Few things that we didn't. Well, this is where they stopped going into details on stuff. So these will be relatively quicker. The Marvels is still set to come out July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Okay. Echo is coming out summer 2023, as is Loki Season 2, so that ought to be neat. We do have confirmation that Miss Minutes will be back in Season 2, and huh. Kevin Feige has teased Expect Many Kangs, or at least oh, multiple Kangs. There is a lot of terrifying stuff in this panel. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing Jonathan Majors just get to do just the gamut of Kangs. So we do have a release date for Blade. And okay. it is November 3rd, 2023, so we are about a year and a quarter away. That's so far. <laughs> I think with all this other stuff, we'll have a trailer before you know it. That's fair, but that's so far. That I was really expecting is... farther, if I'm honest. Fair. No, I mean, of all the things, I mean, I know there's, and saying that in the context of there's a lot of cool and neat things, of all the things, that is another one of what I'm interested in, especially after seeing, like, Blade 1 and 2 with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, no, I'm super... Especially because it's Mahershala Ali. Yeah. That man doesn't do bad performances. No, he is a phenomenal actor. Ah, it's gonna be so good! <laughs> do you think Black Knight's gonna be in it? I mean, they hinted at that at Eternals, didn't they? Yeah, and I mean, there's no sign of Midnight Suns anywhere on here, so... Hmm. Maybe. They were going to put him in Moon Knight. Wait, they were going to put Blade in Moon Knight? No, Black Knight. Oh, okay. Because the museum that Steven worked at is the same museum that Cersei was teaching at and that Dane was covering for her at. Oh. And the reason that they didn't do it is because they determined, well, we don't have a plan for him and we can't really slot him in, and considering where Eternals left off with him, it seems like a cheat and like audiences aren't really going to respond to it if he just pops up as like, oh, hey, Mr. Whitman. Yeah. Which, fair. I respect that. Yeah, totally fair. But I am looking forward to seeing what happens to him next. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Fall 2023, we are getting Ironheart, starring Riri Williams, or Dominique Thorne, rather, as Riri Williams, who will be making her debut in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, as we saw okay. in the trailer. We got Winter 2023, Agatha Harkness' series, which has been renamed from House of Harkness to Agatha Coven of Chaos. <laughs> not sure what the point there is yeah that that seems like a bit of a waste but what do what you do marvel now let's talk about what to me is the big news okay. like okay multiverse saga yeah whatever phase six yeah cool 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 fantastic four movie yeah all right fine whatever wait this is bigger for you than the fantastic four movie it is oh boy spring 2024 an 18 episode first season Daredevil Born Again. What? Daredevil's getting a new Disney Plus series with an 18-episode first season, spring 2024, and it is Charlie Cox, and Vincent D'Onofrio will also be back as Kingpin. Are they going to do full-length episodes? I don't know. 
But I see, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> even at 30-minute episodes, that would still be six hours of content. Well, yeah, but that would also be 18 weeks. <laughs> that is four months, four and a half months of Daredevil content, yes, and I'm here for it. That is actually ridiculous. I'm so excited. I, I mean, I'm happy you are, but that is actually ridiculous. <laughs> now, it's interesting because we already knew Marvel had a confirmed release date for a movie on February... What date was this? On February 16th, 2024. They didn't talk about it at all, didn't even acknowledge it, but they haven't also moved the release date. Hmm. So, I'm wondering if that might be, like, Deadpool or something? But, we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. I just wanted to cover that, just to point out that it's there. Probably talk about it more in a bit. May 3rd, 2024, we are getting Captain America, New World Order, with Anthony Mackie as the new Captain America. Okay. I don't know much about what New World Order means in the context of the comics. I don't know what about in the context of the of the comics either, but just that phrase. Of all the things you could call it, I feel like that using that tagline is actually a little bit too vague. Mm. Who knows? What I'm wondering and I don't necessarily like I'm not saying I necessarily want this if they don't do it it's fine. Imagine mm. if they did like Secret Empire with Chris Evans coming back, but he's either an alternate universe Cap, or he's a scroll pretending to be Cap. Hmm. But it's Hydra Cap. <sighs> I think that'd be really funny. I mean, I, that reaction is just because I didn't read the run, but I read about it on the Marvel Wiki, and that was my reaction finishing the- Oh, it's frustrating like, as fuck! It. Yeah, it's just like- uh, It's terrible! This is so stupid! But the thing <laughs> is- Civil War was also a terrible book. And they did a good job within the movie, which is yeah. why, which is also part of that reaction, because I was, I was going to mention that, I was like, but Civil War was a really good movie, so yeah. anything's possible. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not going to jump to judging. And then closing out Phase 5 on July 26, 2024, we're getting Thunderbolts. They haven't really said much about it. I'm not sure which Thunderbolts they're going to take from, because the original concept was a bunch of villains pretending to be heroes so they could get away with being villains. Okay, I was actually getting ready to say, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I wasn't sure if it was either that or, like, superhero, like, mercenary group. Nah, not really. Okay. The closest we've gotten is it's kind of evolved in a Marvel Suicide Squad where they put, like, the edgier anti-heroes or the less objectionable villains... I think they tried to bring back the revive the rehabilitating villains concept, but mm. I don't know how well it stuck. Now, one thing I think they might do is they might try to compact it with Dark Avengers, which was specifically Norman Osborn's subset of Avengers back when he was running the government, where it was a bunch of supervillains not just pretending to be heroes, but pretending to be specific heroes. So you had Bullseye pretending to be Hawkeye, you had Venom pretending to be Spider-Man, Moonstone pretending to be Miss Marvel, Ares was on the team just as himself, Sentry was there just as himself, and Dakin was pretending to be Wolverine, I think. Okay. So I think they might try to do that, because I can't help but notice we already got Yelena as Black Widow. Mm -hmm. We got U.S. Agent, who could very easily be a replacement cap. 
Abomination as a Hulk stand-in. They just... Spoilers for Thor Love and Thunder if you haven't seen it yet. Introduced Hercules, who if he shows up on Earth and gets intercepted by Allegra de Fontaine, could end up being... Yeah. ...a thing. Okay. Could be the replacement Thor. Mm. They could introduce any number of tech-themed villains in Ironheart or Armor Wars to replace Iron Man. And... Hawkeye, you could either do the Swordsman, because Jack Duquesne did show up in Hawkeye, or you could use Zemo as the Hawkeye analog. Or, maybe they won't go Original Six, maybe we'll get, like, White Vision and Ghost or something, but who knows. I just, I can't help but notice that they've got some really obvious parallels to Marvel heroes showing up here. So, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Can't help but think, though. Yeah, I I think the only one I would have kind of a problem with would be Yelena, but that I think that's just because I like her too much as a character. <laughs> well, see, the thing about Thunderbolts is in the original concept, when it was a bunch of villains pretending to be heroes, and they mm-hmm. were run by Zemo, his plan ultimately fell apart because some of the villains decided they liked being heroes, and they just wanted to keep that going. Hmm. Okay. I mean, so, that, that could work out. Yeah, I could easily see... Yelena and probably maybe even John Walker doing that. Mm-hmm. Hercules as well. So that closes out phase five. Phase six, they only gave us the start, which is Fantastic Four on November 8th, 2024. This is going to be the shortest phase in terms of runtime because it only lasts from November 2024 to November 2025, so that's a one year phase. Okay, but it's going to say <laughs> it's going to close out with a two-part Avengers movie presumably May 2nd 2025 we're getting Avengers the Kang Dynasty which is confirmed to be directed by Destin Daniel Cretton the director of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the 10 Rings. Oh. Yeah, that just got confirmed uh today day of recording actually. Very excited by that. That was one of my favorite projects of Phase 4. It fits what they did with the Russos, where they let somebody direct a solo movie or another movie first, and then gave them an Avengers project later, so that's neat. And then, the very last movie of Phase 6, Secret Wars, or Avengers Secret Wars, November 7th, 2025. That one has me excited. Not Daredevil Born Again excited, but excited. (laughs) Also kind of difficult, because I don't know... There's two different events called Secret Wars, so it I feel like it's probably pulling more from the 2015 one, which is the multiverse is collapsing, a bunch of universes are colliding with each other until nothing is left, but then Doom pulls it all together into a patchwork planet called Battleworld, where he reigns as God Emperor or some shit. Yeah. But there's also the 19... I don't remember when it came out. Shit. The original Secret Wars which is a mysterious being called the Beyonder abducts people and takes them to a patchwork planet of battle world and has them fight it out and is like, I'll give you whatever you want. And then he gets his power taken, again by Doom, so... Mm. Okay, so what I'm hearing is probably a good bit of Doctor Who. Maybe. We still don't know where he's showing up, if at all. Presumably maybe in the Fantastic Four movie, but that's not a lot of time to set him up if he's going to be the main big bad. Yeah. Another interesting thing that I do want to bring up, there are eight unannounced projects in 
Phase 6. They didn't cover anything. Uh, they did specify there's two projects in fall 2024, two in winter, two in spring 2025, and one in or two in summer 2025. We can actually deduce, though... Six of those may not be movies. Okay, so we are literally putting ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. <laughs> nah, some of these have to be Disney Plus shows, because we also got some release date flags planted. They have untitled movies set for February 14th, 2025, July 25th, 2025, and then four movies set for 2026, so clearly they have plans beyond the multiverse saga. I'm very curious to see what movie is going to be coming out Valentine's Day of 2025. Maybe, who knows, if Deadpool's not coming out February 2024, maybe it's 2025. <laughs> His original came out Valentine's Day weekend. That's true. Oh, that would be hilarious. It was a big hit. That. Yeah, that would be hilarious if they did that. <laughs> so, that would leave, of the Phase 6 projects, two shows for Fall 2024, one for Winter 2024, two for spring 2025, and one for summer 2025. And I'm not even going to begin to start trying to speculate on what those could be, because, oh boy, that could that could be literally anything, and it would take forever. And I will say this, though. I can't help but notice that on all the stuff they've announced, none of these projects are X-Men related. Okay, I was actually kind of thinking that and hearing a lot of this news, because I remember when the whole, like, Fox merger thing happened, one of the things that was initially talked about was, hey, we're going to put some X-Men stuff in the MCU, and they've been really mum on that since. Yeah. So it's like, if they're going to do X-Men stuff, I feel like now would be the time in well, Phase 6 or so. I have a theory in light of this information, and obviously it kind of depends on if they announce any other projects, which they could very well do, because, again, this is not the first time Marvel has said, here's our entire slate! Oh, just kidding, here's more! A couple <laughs> months or a couple years later. So... Mm-hmm. Expect changes, the plans do change, usually to add more stuff. Mm. But I can't help but think that maybe after the multiverse saga, because you can't you cannot go bigger than that, clearly. No. Yeah, absolutely not. There is no way to go bigger than the sum total of all existence and infinite, endless alternate possibilities. So I feel like they're gonna have to go smaller. And it would not surprise me if phases 7 through 9, or however they want to divvy it up, ends up being the mutant saga. Hmm. Not necessarily X-Men dominated in the same way that not everything in phase 5 and 6 and 4 is about the multiverse, but I could see it being a run-through, and then maybe end with Dark Phoenix, or... Because by that point, Jesus Christ, by that point we'd probably be at like 20... 29, 2030, and Dark Phoenix would be 10 years old, and hopefully everybody would have forgotten it by then. Or maybe Apocalypse, or maybe Mojo, or maybe Sinister, or I don't know, it could be anybody! There's so many people who could be the bad guy of the mutant saga, I don't know! And this is all baseless speculation, of course, but hey, you know what? Baseless speculation is what I do best. <laughs> it really do be. 20 years of Marvel movies. Ah, God, that's terrifying. It really is. It is kind of a thing of like, I, I, at a certain point, I can't help but think it's like, okay, this is all really sick, but holy shit, when does it end? <laughs> Theoretically, they could just keep this going. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It'll keep going as long as the money's there, and as long as they keep doing a decent enough job, the money's gonna be there. Mm. You know, boring. You know, I'm not gonna get into it, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> we also got on some smaller scale stuff, 
Kevin Feige has said, he basically confirmed they're kind of divvying stuff up into different corners. He brought up that for the supernatural, there's Blade and Doctor Strange. For the cosmic, he suggested more adventures are coming for Eros and Pip from the end credit scene of the Eternals. So that's okay. exciting. And he also confirmed they're moving into street-level stuff, not just with Daredevil, but that Spider-Man is also going to be moving into more street-level stuff. Okay. So that's very nice, and I'm looking forward to that, because I, I don't dislike the Spider-Man movies we've gotten, but it's going to be real nice to have a back-to-basics dealing with just day-to-day street crime stuff, I think. Personal fingers crossed for Luke Cage and Punisher and Jessica Jones. <laughs> I, I genuinely think if we get Luke Cage, it might be as a double act with Iron Fist in a Heroes for Hire movie or series. I don't know. There was a rumor going around, and I, I'm hesitant to say it because I don't think it was ever substantiated, but the rumor was that we know Daredevil is going to be an Echo, the rumor was that he was going to be looking for Jessica Jones specifically. I don't know why, but who knows. Okay. But I like most of the actors. Uh, and I mean, even Finn Jones wasn't necessarily bad, but he did not really have the time to be a good Iron Fist, so... I, I feel like, for me, because I haven't watched any of seasons, never watched any of season two of Iron Fist, I feel like anything with Iron Fist that had issues, I think was less on the actors and more on the writing. Yeah. He still wasn't great in season one. Fair. Pretty good in Luke Cage season two, though. <laughs> for the little bit he was in there. Right. So, yeah, big giant panel, lots of reveals, lots of reiterations of stuff we knew, and even some of that had some twists and such on it. So I'm super looking forward to this. It's nice to have that broader sense of direction of where it's all going, especially since Phase 1, or Infinity Saga, rather, went from 2008 to 2019. This one's 2021 to 2025. When you look at all the projects they've got, it makes sense, but still, they're clipping through this one. (laughs) And I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, especially at the rate that they're increasing production it would really take some wheel spinning to have another 10-year saga. Yeah, it's like, like, don't get me wrong, that was a good, like, 10 years of stuff, but it was, it, it like, things like that are what I like to call the Naruto problem. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, it's like, alright, there's a lot of cool stuff here, but holy crap, this, this actually does not need to be this long, so I'm cool with five years of stuff. I feel ya, I feel ya. <laughs> so I think that just about handles the San Diego Comic-Con coverage, or at least the stuff that I was paying attention to. And that did also cover most of the trailers, but there's still a couple left. So let's move into trailer time. Trailer time. It's trailer time again. I really need to come up with, like, a musical sting or something for this. I probably won't. (laughs) That's out of my wheelhouse. It's not in my talent spec tree. If I had a drum machine, I would come up with something, but I also don't have $5,000 to spend on one. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. Halloween ends! Hopefully for good! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I haven't seen any, I haven't seen the new Halloween movies, but even still, during this one, I was just like, okay, like, it's actually over now, right? Like, I don't even know what's going on, but it's kind of a thing again of, okay, we can we can stop now. God, I hope so. I think the worst part is, they had a really good start with the first mm-hmm. Halloween that came out in, what was that, 2018 or something? That mm-hmm. was a really good start. 
And then the absolute real spinner that is Halloween Kills came out, where it's in the same night, and it only just serves to be like, oh yeah, no, Michael's still a badass, guys. Nope, nope, nope. Yep, yep, yep. And then apparently they're doing a four-year time skip for this one, which is just like, what was the point, point. of Halloween? You should have just... Ugh. I don't know what you should have done, but not this. Halloween yeah. Kills was not a good middle chapter, and that just kind of sours Halloween ends. <laughs> also, Michael tanked all those people beating up on him with bats and shit, and then a headbutt gets him? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I just hope it's over, honestly. Like, I'm not even, even big into the movies, but even I still, as a sideline observer, have just gone like, okay, I think this is kind of... They've exhausted everything out of this. I yeah. Feel like. It's like, this is a little bit much. So we also got our first look at John Wick Chapter 4, which I guess was also technically a San Diego Comic-Con thing, but I didn't cover the panel that it was at, so... Yeah. It looks like John Wick. He's fighting a bunch of Hawkeyes. He's fighting a bunch of Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, and they say that in a in a not bad way, because like John Wick is always a good time, but yeah, it's, it's like more John Wick, basically. You know, kind of one of those fun things where nothing of value was really laid out but it still gets you excited i feel really bad for the muscle car that john shot his bullets through <laughs> yeah but otherwise yeah looks like john wick looks like a good time where is precious good boy pitbull <laughs> <laughs> probably still with Sher- sharon sharon karen yeah i don't know yeah. how you pronounce that probably still i mean he does enjoy his company after all yeah He's a good dog. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. I don't know, it's one of those things where they haven't explicitly said that it's the end, but there's a certain part of me that thinks like, okay, I feel like they're trying to kind of close it out with this movie. I don't think they will. If I had to guess, there probably will more than likely be a fifth movie, but I did get the feeling of maybe they're trying to close it out with this. We'll see. I like that they try to say he can't kill everyone. Like, he can't. <laughs> it's like, you can't kill everyone. Oh, just try and fucking stop me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I hope Jimmy the Cop comes back and is once again the smartest person in the room. <laughs> we'll see. I don't see why he would, because he's kind of out of his own jurisdiction there, but... True. We'll see. <laughs> so we got this weekend's box office numbers, which I'm going to cover hopefully real quick. Mm-hmm. Number one at the box office this weekend was Jordan Peele's Nope, which took in $44.3 million over the weekend, which is also its domestic total. And then, worldwide, it is at $49.1 million. The film does have a $68 million budget, but okay. hopefully it'll keep some legs, it'll keep that momentum going, and still make some good money so it can make some of its money back. I think it will. Because this really is a tremendous movie, which I'll get into a little bit more in a bit. And I say only a little bit more because I'm the only one who saw it. Yeah, and I still want to see it. Yeah, so I can't <laughs> even spoil it for Greg. It's unfortunate. Yeah, so... <laughs> I am the destroyer of processes or something. Something like that. Second place, we got Thor, the worst one. $22.5 million <laughs> This weekend, I I will not apologize. I hate that movie so goddamn. No, much. I do, I was gonna say it's like Jesus. You really did not like that movie. <laughs> I hate it so much. I mean, granted, I didn't either, but shit. <laughs> it's uh, 
Domestic total is $276.6 million, and worldwide, it is looking at a grand total of $601.6 million. So it's crossed that $600 million mark. I think it's still outperforming Ragnarok at this point. Mm. We'll see where that goes. Third place, we got Minions The Rise of Gru, which took in $18 million for a $298.1 million domestic total and $642.9 million worldwide. In fourth place, where the Crawdads sing, which took in $10.3 million for a $38.3 million domestic total and $44.1 million worldwide. And fifth place, oh my god, I can't believe this is still in fifth place. Top Gun Maverick! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this movie won't, like, I, I, on one hand, I am glad that this movie is still doing so well. On the other hand, I really needed to stop making money so I can buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Like, like really. <laughs> it made $10.2 million this weekend domestically for a $635.8 million domestic total. And worldwide, it is $1.28 billion. I need this movie to stop making money. I want to buy the Blu-ray. I honestly want to try and buy the Steelbook if they make one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure uh, they will, probably. Who knows? We'll see. Like, like, hats off to them. Don't get me wrong, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So with that covered... I guess we're good to get into our spoiler-free review of Jordan Peele's Nope, and by our, I mean mine. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Okay. And, interesting thing, somebody asked Jordan Peele, or, I don't think they asked him directly, but it uh, they made a tweet or something similar of, I know this is a hot take, but at what point do we declare Jordan Peele the best horror director of all time? Can you think of another horror director that had three great films, let alone three in a row? I can't. And Jordan Peele's response was, Sir, please put the phone down, I beg you. Sorry, I love your enthusiasm, but I will just not tolerate any John Carpenter slander. <laughs> <laughs> Which, fair and classy. Yeah, as I say, I like that Peele is keeping it real with that. However, I do not think you can understate how amazing it is that this man came out with three horror movies in a row, and they're all fucking bangers. <laughs> the first one in particular caught me completely off guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still remember when we watched that, it's like, oh, they're going to do this. We're like, no, it's so much worse. How could it be worse? Oh. Okay, okay it is actually worse. That's Holy so shit. much worse. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> no, this one is this one is not what I expected at all. Mm. In but, what capacity? Well, so Jordan Peele he he likes him some twists, mm -hmm. and this being a flying saucer story, I was kind of expecting it was going to turn out that some. You know what? I guess technically this is a spoiler, but. Only because of my own rampant speculation, so I'm not really counting it as a spoiler. My speculation was that it was going to turn out that it was actually something terrestrial, like either the, some government or something, or some paramilitary organization or something similar abducting people for some purpose and framing it like an alien attack. That is not what this is. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So... <laughs> The thing that I like about this one is 
it's very good at being unnerving, even at the parts that are funny. Hmm. A lot of the humor is derived from people's reactions during tense scenes. Okay. And even when it's genuine humor, there is still that undercurrent of, haha, but what is this? And... Uh, kind of sounds, sounds like videos you see of, like, soldiers joking while like, being in the middle of a battle. It's, it's something like that. I wouldn't say that yeah. extreme, but... No, but it, this, the general gist of it, where it's like, you're in this, like, pucker factor moment, <laughs> and the humor comes from that as maybe a coping mechanism, if nothing else. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I, I might be really over-exaggerating it. I kind of want to go see it again, but there is one scene that is profoundly uncomfortable. Mm. It has burned itself into my brain. It unnerves me to think about it every time. <laughs> it will not go away. Oh, boy. And I won't say what it is, because that would, of course, be a spoiler. You'll probably know it when you see it, which you should, because it's a very good movie. As I say, I feel like it's going to be the scene in, um, oh, what's the one movie where it's like the world is dead and everyone's on a train? Snowpiercer. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be the scene in Snowpiercer when we find out what the protein bars are Ugh. made of. And, and for me, that was that is still a scene to this thing where it's like, I could have honestly gone the rest of my life without seeing that. <laughs> you know what? I'll call it comparable. I'll okay. call it comparable. At least for me. It might not okay. have the same effect for you. I don't know. <laughs> but, ugh, God, I hate it. I hate thinking about mm. it. It's definitely a... It's not a... The closest comparison I could think of was the hereditary running out of the corner scene. But... Oh! Oh, no! <laughs> it's, not, it's not that terrifying. <laughs> but it's the same level of... It's stuck with me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, everything about everything about Hereditary, though. <laughs> yeah, that movie is one of the best movies I never plan to watch again. Along with yeah, for real. Like I, I don't do horror. Hereditary is a fantastic, great movie, and I never ever want to watch it again in my entire no, life. No, 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 not happening. Honestly, you know, I might watch Hereditary is a movie where I might watch here and there. Midsummer is something I would only watch to show it to somebody, and I'd probably leave them to watch it while I go make snacks or something. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you rewatch Hereditary, I'm gonna leave you that to yourself. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to Nope, it's very good at establishing characterization and family dynamics really early on. Mm -hmm. It's really good at just laying that groundwork, letting you know what the score is, and it really helps inform character motivations and such throughout it. So that's quite good. It's... And I don't mean this as a knock against us, but... Get Out, I can obviously tell what that's about, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's a... That's a racism thing, and not just a racism yeah. thing, it's a specific subset of racism. It's that condescending, attempting to be complimentary or woke racism that does more harm than good, and... Mm -hmm. ignorance and whatnot is the real contributing factor and I'm probably miss I'm probably misspeaking on some of it but you know I mean speaking as a black person that is kind of the gist of it that is definitely one of the main messages that's being sent um in the in the crux of the movie um 
of course, the movie, in both a very good and very bad way, does away with that, like, pretty much at the second half, to just be like, no, no, now you Overt. actually want to leave. <laughs> it's like, Overt we're good. racism. <laughs> but. No, dur- during that, I will say, during all that whole bit, I was just like, oh, I feel this movie way too much. <laughs> yeah. So with Get Out, what I like about that movie is it is not subtle in the slightest. Like, the message is very well done, but it's also clear. Right. Us, to me, is a little bit less clear. I don't know what that's about. It's terrifying, and it's very well made, but I'm not sure what the message is. Yeah, that's one where I still think about it from time to time, and it's like... I, I, I kind of don't... If there is supposed to be a message, it's not communicated very it well. It feels a little more obtuse, or a little more yeah. open to speculation. Mm-hmm. Nope is more of a return to Get Out, where they basically spell out in bright glowing neon letters what this movie is about, which is about not letting your past trauma and baggage weigh you down and figuring out how to process it, and also the corrupting effects of fame and the desire to chase it and what that can do to people. Mm-hmm. But it's still well done. Which is the most important part. And honestly, I'll take a well-done movie with a clear message over a well-done movie with a super obtuse message. Yeah, same. And I'm not saying us was super obtuse, just, you know, less clear than Get Out or Nope. Is there a good use of N.W.A. in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, but I'm not super up on my N.W.A., so maybe there was an N.W.A. song in there and I missed it. That's fair. (laughs) But, no, yeah, I I like this one quite a lot. The only reason I wouldn't go see it again is just for the one scene, and who knows, maybe I'll, like, maybe I'll go see it and then just step out for a moment, and then just step back in. Okay. Who knows. I barely took any notes on it, both because I was paying attention (laughs) and because I had people on either side of me and I didn't want to... Oh, you didn't want to, like, use, like, pencil noises during that. (laughs) Not only that, but also I didn't want to, like, I was having a hard enough time reading my own handwriting, and I didn't want to have to, like, be holding it up to my face scribbling because I feel like that's super distracting, and the people on my left were already distracting enough. Fair. They would not, like, not only did they not shut up, they were also constantly checking their phones, and one of them even took a call at one point. It only lasted, it only lasted, like, ten seconds, and then they were like, I'm in the theater, but it's like, why did you not lead with that? Or at least get out of your seat to do that. So, that was obnoxious as hell. And honestly, I feel stupid for not (laughs) taking more (laughs) notes now, because it's like, why was I bothering to show common courtesy? Well, I... (laughs) You know, if I'm the only one doing it, why am I doing it? (laughs) That's not fair. The people on my right were fine. Okay, that's as I was gonna say. If the if the people on both of your flanks were being stupid, then it's like, yeah, why are you showing common courtesy? But I'm if only one person, if one person's being stupid, the other person's being fine. Then it's like, yeah, that kind of balances out. Yeah, I will say, uh, and I'm not gonna bother posting the notes on this because they are tiny and almost illegible at points. I'm not gonna give any context for this. Fake chimp, scarier real chimp. <laughs> Okay. Have fun. <laughs> sure. Have fun with that one. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was quite good. Uh, I feel like the marketing actually did a good job obfuscating what the movie's about. Okay. 
or at least hiding the exact specifics by obfuscating what it's about. Okay, yeah, because that was my. I remember us talking about the second trailer. That was going to be that was one of my concerns. It's like, okay, so what is the angle of this movie? Because the first trailer was pure horror, and the second trailer was trying to be kind of this like comedy western buddy thing, but still horror, and that left me a bit confused. Which actually fits because the movie's kind of both. Hmm. The horror still stays with you, but there are moments where it lapses in a. Uh, Almost kind of a western, and then okay. there are, like I said, moments of comedy in it. And I think this, I think this movie's a little less dark than Get Out or Us. But to be fair, it has been a minute since I've seen Get Out. Yeah, and Us did have its own darkly humorous moments. Yeah, like the fuck the police. I, I... <laughs> I, it's like, I know what you're saying, but it's one, also one of those things where, for me, it's like, well, that's a... I don't know if the proper phrasing is low bar or high bar, because less dark than those movies is still pretty damn dark. <laughs> yeah. And, ugh, God, it's just that one bit. Ah! <laughs> I can't wait for you to see it so we can talk about it, because, ah, boy. Yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be a movie where I'll enjoy being there, but it'll really test my ability to watch horror movies in theaters from what bits you've given me so far. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so I'm not going to belabor the point anymore. I think that about wraps this episode up, and this has been a longer one, but I'm probably going to be cutting out decent chunks of it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case, you good to wrap this up? I'll let you do it, because I kind of bungled it last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fine. It only took me, like, Anyway, to splice three different attempts together, it's all good. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Under the Bridge. I am the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg. And if you like this, make sure to like it, hit the bell, comment, subscribe, follow us on YouTube or Spotify or even our RSS.com page, whatever you want to do. Mm. Going forward, I am hoping to maybe do some more promoting of this, hopefully spread a wider net, but also easy to do with help, so feel free to share this to whoever you think might be interested in listening to our opinions. And, you, uh... You want your, I say, if you want your, like, five-year-old cousin to, like, get opinions about Marvel movies early on, send them our way. From a bunch <laughs> of overly opinionated nerds? <laughs> I will be happy to go on at length about why Love and Thunder is a terrible movie, but hey, not right now. Hey, I, I am all for corrupting small children. Wow, you want to try and rephrase that? Uh, probably. Um, I can't think of anything better right now, though. So, all right. Well, that's great. So we're canceled. <laughs> Thanks for listening, anyways, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Where I think our only options are Vengeance or League of Super Pets. So probably Vengeance. Probably Vengeance. Have a nice night. Goodbye. <laughs>